high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. To the Quiver River Electric Cooperative guest line we go and standing by as the USA Today's own Bob Nightingale. Robert, how are you? Yeah, doing great, Mike. Thanks. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk, and there's a lot going on, man. Is it me, or are the transactions starting to really step up a little bit with the lockout looming uh, later this week? Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot more active than, than normal. I mean, a couple of GMs, they haven't been busy this time of year in a long, long time. So, you know, you got the non-tender deadline to, you know, moving up till, uh, till Tuesday night. So I think that the combination of people trying to make moves and trying to figure out who they're actually going to give contracts to. And Corey Kluber, the most recent move, he's, he signs, he's going to sign with Tampa pending a physical. Uh, surprise to you. And, and what is Tampa? You know, we, we talk so much about teams not spending money. And Tampa doesn't spend a lot of money, but they always find themselves in postseason play. Uh, it's abnormal compared to the other teams who don't spend money and they get what they pay for, basically. But does does Tampa kind of muddy the water as far as where the players want to take things as far as owners not spending money? And then they say, well, here's Tampa. Look what they're doing. No, absolutely. I mean, Tampa uh, you know, makes, makes a lot of teams look bad. I mean, when you look at the uh, Yankees not going to luxury tax in Boston, and they say, well, you know, look at Tampa, they didn't have a $100 million payroll. They're winning year after year. <clears throat> so, yeah, they, they uh, you know, they're a thorn in everybody's side in the AL East because they, they prove you don't have to spend that kind of money if you're smart about things. And here they are finally you know, starting, to, starting to spend some money. I mean, when you give a, uh, you know, Juan Franco, you know, $182 million and in saying Kluber, you know, now, now you're starting to spend. Of course, you know, they, they want, you know, public support for a new ballpark in, in Tampa and, and one in Montreal, too, for that matter, see if they can split it up. I don't see how, that, how that's going to work, but they definitely need to get one in Tampa for anything to happen. Steven Matz signs with the Cardinals. Good fit. And um, what else do you think the Cardinals need in this offseason? Yeah, I think it's a real good uh, uh, fit, good sign. And, they, uh, you know, you need so much pitching these days. <clears throat> if you're the Cardinals, you know, you're still you know, out there looking for another starter. You know, I don't know if you're going to go out, you know, the Robbie Ray type thing and spend over $150 million. But, you know, th- this day and age, you know, you, you need to start the season with about eight or nine starters because you're going <laughs> to use them all before the year's out. And, uh, you know, everybody can use – you know, bullpen help, you know, Andrew Miller, you know, he won't be back and things like that. So I would think they want to get some veterans back in that bullpen as well. Bob Nightingale, the USA Today, is with us. And, Bob, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the lockout is looming. Um, what what does it mean? Because, you know, we hear it, and I know there are some listeners who say, well, what are they arguing over? What What is this all about? Uh So I'll ask you, what do you see being the biggest issue? And secondly, why haven't we gotten this thing done uh, by now, considering everybody knows what, what's on the table? Nothing's changed. We've gotten through COVID. We all know uh, what the issues are at hand. So why does he have to come to this? Well, I think on the uh, player side, they say, you know, we got to get more of some uh, competitive balance here. Uh, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't want half the teams not trying to win year after year. 
I mean, you look at the uh, NL Central, you know, is anyone really trying to win besides the, you know, the Cardinals and the Brewers? You know, you got three teams kind of, uh, re- you know, rebuilding the division. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they also, you know, I know MLB wants to say, okay, let, let's start taking care of some the middle class here. Uh, you know, there's, what, I think $2.1 billion was spent on salaries last year, and 30 guys are making half of that amount. So, you know, at least 1,400 guys are divvying up the rest. So, you know, that's been a problem. Uh, the owners want to get rid of our salary arbitration. Uh, you know, the union says that that's not going to happen. So they, they do want to raise the uh, the minimum salaries, you know, get that up, you know, more towards a uh, a million-dollar minimum, at least 900000 minimum, and, uh, and then stop – Stop messing around with the service time. If a guy's a free agent six years, make sure it's six years and not not seven. You know, the other thing that's interesting about this, it's been a while since we've had a a labor issue that that would come to the wire like this. And I guess Rob Manfred might be the only guy that was in the room the last time a deal was struck. Because everybody else has kind of moved on. Yeah, I mean, you know, know, whole new things from, you know, Tony Clark and Bruce Meyer and, you know, no players gone through this. Uh, the only thing that, you know, the closest thing the players have gone through is a year ago when they're trying to decide when to start up the season right. during the pan- pandemic. Uh, so, yeah, they're not close at all on uh, on either side. So, the, you know, the owners don't have to lock them out, but the owners say, well, we want to lock out just to kind of force our hand and make sure things start uh, proceeding. But, you know, if there's a lockout, it looks like it, you know, uh, midnight Wednesday, you know, no transactions, nothing's going to happen for probably at least a month because I would think both sides can retreat and just kind of do a, a, a slow process at that standpoint where you're looking more. The next deadline would probably be around February 1st, you know, a couple weeks before spring training. Uh, yeah, the owners have to sell season tickets. Yeah. And people, people love spring training. They don't want to see any of those games canceled. Hey, you know, I, I look at the game now and we talk about teams that compete. We, I think we have two factions here. We have one faction of teams that want to compete to get to 500, perhaps get in the wild card or get in the postseason. And then you have teams that say, look, we're in it to win it. How many teams do you think are trying to compete compared to how many teams you think are trying to win? I don't think there's that many teams that are trying to win. I would say less than a third for sure. You know, that is not just good enough in the playoffs. They want to go, you know, all the way through the end of October. Uh, you know, and I think that's what the union is fighting this expanded playoffs. You know, baseball wants to go to uh, uh, 14 teams, make the playoffs instead of 10. And the union says, wait a minute now. You know, so instead of 90 wins, you probably have to have, you know, 85, 86. And that waters it down. So our teams are going to try to spend money to win rather than just get in the playoffs and take your chances. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they come together and figure this out. I hope that they're cooler heads and smarter people, as you mentioned, season tickets, different things you want to try and do in the off season because the game needs a little bit of a, a, a kick right now considering what COVID had, had, had done to it. So hopefully we can have some people who are rational enough to realize that there's a lot more at stake than they may think as far as fan interest is concerned. So let's, let's keep our fingers crossed, Bob, and hopefully they'll get something done this month compared to next month. Yeah, or no, exactly. December compared to January. Right. Yeah. I mean, as long as there's no spring train delay or games canceled, I don't think the fans care. As long as they know something's going to happen. Uh, but you're right. I don't think either side can afford it. I mean, the, 
The owners lost, they said, $3 billion a year, uh, two years ago, and uh, players lost two-thirds of their salary. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of money in the game. It's just, you know, divvying it up right. Bob Nightingale, as always, we thank you for your time, sir, and uh, we'll be in touch during the holiday season for sure. My best to you and yours, and uh, we'll be in touch down the road, sir. All right. Sounds great. Thanks a lot, Thank Take you, care. sir. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, our guest, and we always like talking to him. 